Hello, sir. My name is Daniels, Joshua Daniels. And I was given this address by the Highlight Delivery Service. So? Well, it seems there's been a mix-up of some sort. It was a package, a crate. It was delivered here by mistake some time back. Sorry, mister, there hasn't been any package. We just moved in. You just moved in? Oh, sir, what about the people who were here before you? Where can I find them? You got me, pal. Listen to me, young fella. I drove up all the way from Texas. I've been staring at that little yellow line for three days straight. You see, it looks like an ordinary TV set, but it isn't. All lives will be lost if it isn't found. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you telling me this, but, uh... I forgot to brush my teeth, so I gotta go. Bye. Damn fool. You damn fool! You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. It is episode 275. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we power up the old boob tube and try to not let it rot our brains. <laughs> try not to let it rot our brains. Winner. Your brain's rotting. Got, oh God. Oh no. It's not the tumor. <laughs> In. Slade for TV. Yeah. Slade for TV. Slade for TV. Do you remember your, your favorite made for TV movies? Remember any of them? And don't say it. You're not allowed to say it. Why am I not allowed not to say that? Because you didn't watch it when it was first on. Uh, you always you always hit me with these questions that I probably have a really good answer to. But I'm, I, like, I'm like Barbara Walters, man. Barbara Walters. I ask you the tough questions. Um, I expect an answer. Is that Kelly Preston? Yes. Is it? I ex- it's Jim Brewer. I ex- <laughs> <laughs> that right there? Is that Kelly Preston? Maybe. It looks like her. I don't know. We're watching Christine. Answer Why? My, uh, answer my question. Yeah, I'm stalling so that I can think. <laughs> Uh, my favorite made-for-TV movie was... Uh, I thought The Stand was pretty cool when Ooh, I, was, I was younger. I was, I was, gonna, I was just going to say The Stand. And I haven't rewatched it in years, though, so I don't know if it holds up. <laughs> it, I think it does. Does it? I think it does. Okay. Uh, I was going to go with The Andromeda Strain. Oh, nice. Fantastic one. Very good. Yeah. Good times. Well, you know me. I'm, chances are, if you ask me a question about anything from my childhood, it's going to involve a Stephen King movie. Oh, so. you're such a stan. <laughs> I'm such a stand, right? Ah, ah, I get it. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, hey, we're recording on a Monday night. Weird, right? The night that you could potentially be listening to this. Because I'm going to upload it as soon as we're done. Oh, wow. We could be recording it. Wow. That's like like almost meta. So it's like you're hanging out with us right now. It's it's almost like you're hanging out with us right now. So and welcome to the hangar, y'all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got this, James. I got this. Hold on a second. You're uh, new. You should have had this. Live. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Okay. Checking connection. I don't know what's going on right now. Oh, we're live, baby. No, don't go live. Oh, we are. We are live on the old Instagram. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> it's your close-up, buddy. I don't have my face on. Oh, come on. Hi. Yeah, this is this is exciting for everybody out in Radio Land. Yeah, very cool. I guarantee you only one person is going to watch us, and it's going to be Josh. Josh who? I, I promise. Josh who from the bloody Josh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, you missed out. Sorry, Josh. I'm ending this. And video. Oh, that was the shortest live ever. That was it. Cool, man. Um, oh, is that what you were doing earlier? <laughs> I could hear my voice coming through your phone. No, I was taking a video of something else. Oh, right on. I was, I was asking Vito if he'd heard that there's a new Kids in the Hall. 
Oh. The old guy, Kids in the Hall guys, came back for a new season for Amazon. He's a gig- Is it any good? He's a gigantic Kids in the Hall stan. I'm going to use that why word. Are you, now, why are you night. doing that? <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a cool TikToker guy. <laughs> I'm not any kind of cool guy. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's cool. I love Kids in the Hall. I always thought Kids in the Hall was better than SNL. Oh, Kids in the Hall was great. Um, just because it was like it was darker comedy, which I was I was into darker comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. I just like the men dressing as women. That, well, that, was, that was just funny to me. <laughs> well, when that I was, was a funny kid. too. Yeah, that's kind of what what came first was Little Britain on before. Ooh, Kids in the Hall. I have no idea because Little Britain always did that too. I'm a lady, you see. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the well, op- like, Do you like the operator? We'll say Monty Python did no, the same but thing. I like you. What? Monty Python did the same thing back in the day. Well, sure, yeah. yeah so, you know, I'm sure it all came from everything comes from England. Uh, everything, everything, everything rolls back to uh, everything rolls back to the Shakespearean days because back then stage plays, you know, were all men. Mm-hmm. It was all men or young boys dressed as girls. And just like Shakespeare, our current government is one name that's actually powered by a whole bunch of different uh, different people. Young boys dress as girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the U.S. government right there. <laughs> and, and they want to take away people's rights. God. So shitty. Um, so speaking of Stephen King... I've gone on uh, a bit of a thing lately. Stephen King is taking away everyone's rights. <laughs> Son actually, of a bitch. Actually, he's probably one of the more vocal people out there uh, trying to fight for people. Yeah, he rights. is. Yeah, he's very vocal on, on the Twitter machine. I've become a little bit obsessed with uh, Stephen King Okay. lately. Uh, as of two weeks ago, I owned zero Stephen King novels. Uh-huh. As of uh, today, as we speak, I own 32. And <laughs> as of today, you've read... How many? Let's see if you can guess. How many? How many? Guess. Uh, half of one. Less. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. So you're not obsessed with Stephen King. Here's you're, the thing. You're you just bought a bunch of his books. I've I've wanted. And it's just because you just so happened to find a place where you could buy thirty two of them. Oh, no, for ten dollars. No, no, no. It was many places, but okay. um, no, I've always wanted to read King. Right? I never did. I was scared away from reading King when I was a kid because my mom read this or was trying to read the stand mm-hmm. right yeah the stand is a hard read no it's like, not it, it's it's long and it's very wordy and i've read part of it it he'll he'll spend hey he'll hey, spend the entire hey. chapter describing a rock hey, that book, is completely inconsequential to the story books are wordy dude no no i get it my point is this though that experience when i was a kid though when i picked up my mom's copy of the stand always made me kind of uh apprehensive apprehensive to read king yeah i just didn't think it was for me here's the but thing i kind of fascinated with it lately but you haven't read any of them yet i'm going to okay i want to read them in order don't call yourself fascinated until you've actually started because i no, i said fascination... to, i said to you why would you buy all those books if you don't even you might read one book and realize you don't like his writing oh i doubt that though i doubt <laughs> that know? very much um no like i um the only reason we have that many is because we keep going estate selling and people give books away for fucking pennies. Yeah. Well, books don't really age well as far as their... Well, we've, we've well, found a bunch of first editions. That's the thing. Well, like, yeah, except for first editions. Yeah. So I've, I've probably... In my stack, there's probably a couple hundred hours worth of books. Um, a lot of them are first editions. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, um, I would... Oh, we just said um in unison. It was uh, really weird. It was stereo. Um, um, <laughs> no. One time deal. Uh, but now I'm realizing that I say uh a lot. You do. I think I edit both it of us do. Lot. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> you do it just as much as I do. I know. Do. I edit mine out too. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> um, shit. 
Okay, I'm going to try not to do it. But I can't actually remember what I was going to say. Okay. And so that usually... that so, Somehow saying the word um kickstarts your brain. You know what I mean? No. You don't? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about, though? King. 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 Stephen King. Why the fuck? Why can't I remember? Oh, he will he will spend a lot of time uh, describing what seems like things that have nothing to do with the story mm-hmm. and then he just like just like jen saki he circles back oh although she never really did but like <laughs> so it's nothing like that <laughs> he says he's gonna circle back and then he actually does um we're very political tonight by the way oh yeah that's two things that we've said that had to do is with she, the government is she run by young boys dressed as girls too <laughs> She is a young boy dressed as a girl. Oh, so he, yeah, he'll spend he'll spend time. Yes, he's very descriptive as a writer, mm-hmm. which can be pretty gross sometimes. I'm I'm actually in, I'm I'm in the last like two chapters of Dreamcatcher right now. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie or read the book. I've seen well, the movie, yeah. You've never read a Stephen King book, so you've never read the book. Obviously, it's very uh... shit demony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot of talk. Well, well, and then I, I've never seen the movie, so I don't know what to expect mm. when I watch the movie. But when you're listen, like Stephen King is very descriptive. So when you're dealing with an entire novel that has to do with people with like uncontrollable fl- flatulence and like and um, that was that that movie like or that things book bursting is, out of people's ass and stuff like that it's, he it's just very want, graphic did he just want to write the most complex fart joke on the face of the earth so he wrote Dreamcatcher? is that I, what this was i kind of think so dude <laughs> god cocaine's a hell of a drug but he's got a way actually i i don't know if he was on drugs when he wrote Dreamcatcher because it was the first book that he wrote after his horrible car accident so okay. So he might maybe he was on so painkillers or maybe something. Maybe he like was that. laid up though, having to shit in a bag. So that's really that's <laughs> I mean, that's it's what possible. He, uh... <laughs> well, in coincident, you know, coincidentally, one of the characters, one of the main characters in the book, is uh, has suffered a horrible, car, not a car accident, but was hit by a car. Okay. So he's recovering from that. Uh, so I imagine that, that he injected sense. quite a sure. bit of what he was going through into the, sure, into the novel, but. The point. I'm almost done with that. The anyway. point is, though, I, I, this has been a glaring omission in my my horror credibility for many years, and I plan on changing that. And I've been reading a lot lately. I've been reading a lot of Clive Barker lately. I've been reading a lot of Lovecraft lately. I'm kind of like, I feel like I, I have my whole life. I was never a big reader, so I've missed out on all a lot of these like, great stories or the origin stories, to some of my favorite movies, sure, and all, yeah. all that stuff. So, um, so I'm, I'm kind of going back into that. I'm getting through the Books of Blood by Clive Bar- uh, Barker right now. Yeah, I've just picked up, like I said, the, uh, there's this Lovecraft hardcover book that comes in a box. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm well, reading it's, stories it's, out of that. I'm it's reading... cool too, because like you said, origin stories, and then filling in filling in little bits and pieces of the history of the characters that you would, you know, if you just watched a Stephen King adaptation, yeah, or a Clive Barker adaptation. There's enough on screen to where you're like oh okay cool that's cool yeah i get it but then like you go back and you actually read the source material and you're like oh well, there's I really like, like so many details about the characters that you never would have known had you not gone back to the source material absolutely i really like though hearing people talk about king books and their experiences and i found this podcast and this is not a paid endorsement but it's called the king cast it's called the buzzkill podcast <laughs> and once a year i talk about how i listen to it <laughs> 
starting in June, which I'll I'm very excited for, by the way. Uh, the King Cast, though, oh, you shit. would love it. It's, I bet I would. It's, it's it's these two hosts that talk about their their king obsessors, and they bring on celebrity guests to talk about their king journey, and they they pick a, a novel to talk about. Most of the time, there's a cinematic equivalent to it, and they just talk about like why they love king so much, why they 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 break it down in a super intellectual way, way more like we could never do it. Sure, yeah. Um, but it's a fascinating lesson though, and it makes me more excited to jump into the whole world. Yeah, that's you know? uh, so. I'm surprised I never knew about that. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like somebody made have, might have mentioned it. King no, Cast. I've before. mentioned Would it because I found it like a year ago and then oh, I never okay. listened to Maybe it. Maybe you did. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I should check that out for yeah. sure. Um, I'm a huge King fan. I I um. I don't believe you. Plus, I get I I get like I get stuck I get stuck to where I'm like, and I tell you uh, I say it on the show all the time. But in case you're a new listener, I don't really read that much because I am a very I don't do words whale. Well, I'm a slow reader because I tend to. I tend to read something and then I'll like I'll I'll take like five six minutes to read a single page because I'll read something and then I'll go back yep. to the beginning of the page and read it again. Yep. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's not that you're. It's not that you're it's, not a strong reader. It's no, I'm just, a, it's just that you're a you're a you're not good at no, remembering. I'm a, no, I'm a good reader. I'm very good. Like I memorize stuff very well, and my comprehension skills are just fine. It's just that it's it's more so like I almost want to, I almost want to memorize it as I'm going along. You know what that's, I mean? That's weird. So I like beat it into my brain. <clears throat> uh, so that that doesn't work for me, and which is why I like audiobooks so much because um, I can listen to them several times, even back to back, if I want to, which I've done. Mm-hmm. And and I and if I want to skip back thirty seconds, I can. You know. So anyway. Yeah, I don't read I don't read books that much, but I do I listen to a lot of uh, audio books, which is a great segue into hey, check out our Audible link at <laughs> www.audibletrials.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast. It's probably still live. Uh, I I was gonna say disclaimer that might not be live. Anymore. I don't, I actually don't know. No yeah. idea. If it's not, if you go to Audible and you try that and it doesn't work, just hit me up and I'll send you a credit because I have like fifteen of them. So there you go, perfect. <laughs> As an apology, I'll um, send you a credit. Anyway, though, uh, yeah, I don't, hadn't, I didn't really do too much else this week. I had, uh, yeah. went to a fancy dinner with my folks last night. Right on. How Joe, was that? Joe Mira Seafood. Mm. Um, spent about five hundred dollars on dinner. Yikes! Yeah. Well, for how many of you? <laughs> five of us. Oh, that's not that so, bad. No. Um, but you still, didn't eat vegan this time, did you? I did not. No. Okay. No, I had the seafood delight. It was delightful. What was in it? Uh, scallops and shrimp and mussels and linguine and clam sauce and <laughs> and <laughs> I hope so. So sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was absolutely fucking bomb. Awesome, so dude. good, right on. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't done much either. My both of my kids have been sick, so mm-hmm. that's why we're figure. recording on a Monday. And I actually had a doctor say to me today, a doctor, a pediatrician confirming my suspicions which i'm not an anti-masker or anything like that but i simply said i simply said it's probably like they've spent two years wearing masks and now their fucking immune systems are just now that the masks are off their immune systems are just like okay bring it in you know and that's what's happening so we've we've been sick in our house for two months straight with cold flu stomach bugs covid Fucking everything under the sun just has swept through our house. Did uh, did Trump Jr. feed you those lines? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unmask our kids. 
take the muzzle off. No, but I actually, the doctor said, oh, well, I mean, you know. No, that makes they've sense. Been, they've been yeah. wearing masks for two years, and now every, and now the masks are off, and it's like, hey, it's fucking gloves, go. Gloves are off, it's bro. It's fucking go time. Like, he said, he said cold and flu season should have been over like three months ago, and I'm, like every single person that's coming in through the doors is has the, the flu right now. Sure, so sure. It's gnarly. Um, but anyway, yeah, I haven't done much other than that because my kids have been sick. Yeah. I haven't done much either. Yep. It's been a week. Right on. All right. Okay, cool. Cool. Chill. Uh, Let's get into some <laughs> questions from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James, you want to know how stupid we are? Yes. We've got three corrections in the first five minutes of the show last really? week. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a record. Did I say my name wrong again? That's a record. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, U-Turn isn't a horror series, let alone a horror... Isn't a series, let alone a horror movie. Uh, U-Turn is starring J-Lo and Sean Penn. <laughs> so, not a horror series. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty fucking scary if you ask me. Um, we have not done any... Uh, we have done... Uh, Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X, just not the main series okay. of Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. Um, we said that we've done the Leprechaun movies. We have not. We've only done Leprechaun 4. So we need to jump on that and do the rest of them. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Which uh, one's and, Leprechaun 4? Is that uh, in, in the space. Hood? Oh, in space. Yeah, we yeah. did the space one. Okay. Uh, the name of the Ernest, that very first Ernest movie that I didn't, I couldn't remember the name of, uh-huh. was called Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. Dr. Otto and the Riddle... Of, of the, the gloom, gloom beam. beam. Wow, that's yeah, quite a... It's, it's pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, and we have not done Dead and Breakfast for the show. Oh, really? Nope. Okay. Oh, actually, yeah, that makes sense because the only time I've ever seen it was when we were living in the harbors. There you so, go. So, yeah, yep. right on. Cool. Uh, anyway, those are your corrections for this week. All right. Tell the good people what we're doing this week, James. Well, what are we doing this week, James? <clears throat> we are doing... Uh... What are we doing? <laughs> Um, I can't match that energy, so I'm just gonna tell you we watched the video. <laughs> the video dead from 1987, Seven, I think. Yep. and uh, and Videodrome from 1983. Both first time watches. Both. Well, I've seen Videodrome before, but okay. like when I was a kid. So practically a first time watch again. Did you remember much about it? Uh, I didn't remember. No, I hardly remembered anything. The one thing that I remembered was the titties. Uh, how do I put this lightly? Debbie's the, hairy. The <laughs> James Woods stomach vagina. <laughs> I, was, I was close with the titties. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> um, I, I remember that vividly because I remember it disturbing me as a child. Mm, yep. And um, that's about it. But um, uh, I'd never seen the video dead. Can't imagine why. Uh, uh, so, so the beer for this week, James, what are we drinking? So the beer for this week, um, t- unfortunately, probably would have been. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not my first choice for this week. It would have been the perfect beer for another show. And we've talked about this movie recently. Mm-hmm. You know what we should have done? The week that you went to go do your uh, your sensory depth chamber, we should have also done altered states, and then we should have also drank this beer. Probably should have. Because the the cover of this beer is literally a dude with nodes, electrodes connected to his head, floating in a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, yeah. And it's called Altered Contact. <laughs> well, Altered Contact makes sense for this movie, too. It does, sure, it does. yes. This, so though, from, before you start, this is what I wanted to get. What is that? It's called Television Mystic. 
Oh man, the can is awesome. Too. I know. So they used to have this at my store, and I knew they had it, so I wasn't worried about finding it. And at of what course, canteen or what? Yeah, and of course, like most of the beers that I expect to find when I go in there, they've had it for five years, and then by the time I go in, they finally pulled it off the shelf because it's either two years out of date or somebody finally bought it. Did you check Embassy? It's probably still there. I did not have time <laughs> to go to Embassy today, so except it would be six years old. <laughs> yeah. So, um so this. anyway this is from elysian this is altered contact tart ipa altered contact rewires your perception of ipas with its electrifyingly tart and juicy demeanor plug into galvanized notes of orange tangerine mango and pineapple there's no turning back now that sounds delicious that does sound amazing uh malts premium two row rolled oats crystal 15 Ooh, is that like crystal meth white wheat white wheat white wheat uh and acidulated that's cool that's a cool word i don't know what that word means but it sounds sexy acidulated it's like acidulated do you want to get acidulated with me tonight i'm about to get (laughs) i'm about to get acidulated (laughs) i'm about to get i'm about to get knee deep in your crystal 15 i don't know why acidulated makes me think of something sexy having to do with one of those hand cranked egg beaters (laughs) i don't know why like that's just where my mind goes (laughs) (laughs) you ever get your dick caught in one of those yes how did you know i was there (laughs) uh hops mosaic and cat Ooh, cashmere cashmere um and southern Ooh, southern passion and african queen there's Man, a lot going on. Everything about this beer just sounds so sensual. Uh, Especially ex- that African queen. <laughs> experienced by February 21st Uh-oh. of 2022. Oh, so it's late. <laughs> <So> it's old. <laughs> so it's a little bit old. It's okay. That's, that's not okay. that old, though. All right. This one should be good. Did you uh, empty that glass? Oh, okay. yeah. We're good. Oh, you never poured your Bud Light in there? I did not. No, I, I saved it. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have any. Do we have any. Um, what the stories? Uh, yeah, there's a story on there. Oh, there's a story. Well, I guess I could read that. Yeah. Uh, Elysian Brewing. We opened our doors in 1996 no, when, when bold art and music defined Seattle. We carry that same spirit in the way that we brew our beer. It's about taking chances, learning from our missteps, and changing perceptions. Pull up a bar stool at ElysianBrewing.com. Uh, on the um, front, oh, there was like a story about the uh, something. Well, yeah, I already read. Oh, that. oh, you did. Okay, yeah. sorry. I just I I was looking for like an AB. Oh, there we go. Uh, it's an ABV. It's a six point eighter. Oh, okay. So not bad. Not too bad. A James? tart IPA. We were hit. Was that a tart IPA? Yeah. You just know. poured beer into beer, didn't you? I think so. I don't think. Hold on. <laughs> didn't taste it. I didn't taste it. I, I let it go down <laughs> so fast that I didn't taste it. Um. <clears throat> and since they didn't tell us about the, uh, and I don't even remember the word, so I'm gonna say the SMR. Yeah. You know the color. Sure. What is the color thing? Do you remember what I it's called? I don't remember. I'm gonna say it's a. I'm gonna say it's like a 3.5. Yeah, it's um. Because I'm, I'm. It's hazy. It's I'm, like a hazy IPA. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty in tune to that side of. <laughs> I a lot of sediment. I can't there. remember what it's called, but I'm pretty in I'm tune. I'm pretty in tune, and I'd say it's a, It's about a 3.5. All right, uh, give me a cheers. Cheers, buddy. Let's give it a try. What do we got? Hmm. Ooh, that's really good. First off, yeah. It's it's weird, you know the the sensation of tartiness and like sourness in a beer, right? Mm-hmm. Like it starts very sharp at the front of your tongue, and then as you're 
as it like passes through your mouth, yeah, you get more of the full mouthfeel. What am I sitting this, next to Stephen King here? <laughs> this, this, you get the front up front like uh, sharpness, yeah, but it doesn't fully flesh out in your mouth. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Like I had the words in my head, and it was too late. They were already coming through. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? Oh man, that was yeah. for you, Tank. Um, but oh. no, it doesn't though. It doesn't give you that full that full feel that that like a, a sour does or something like that. Yeah, that no, full I, sour feel. Yeah, I get what you're saying because we actually drank a sour right, right before, before this, this. Yeah. Which, by the way, this stuff's dude. It's the best delicious. sour. Delicious. I'm not gonna say they make like the best sours in the game. However, they are the most consistently good sour company I think I've ever experienced. Also, they got a they got a dope looking plane for their uh, yeah Connecticut Valley Connecticut should, Valley. Should hold- this is uh, we were drinking blueberry burst sour ale before the show. Get a hold of them and see if Jet Slather wants to do a collab. Hell yeah! Except for that's a plane and I'm Jets. It's, it doesn't jet. It doesn't. It doesn't Just, gel, man. Sorry. Um, uh, this is delicious, though. Yeah, it's very good. This is the same company that makes uh, Space Dust, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which I love Space Dust. Uh-huh. And also, do they make Contact Haze, too? Yeah. 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 There's a the whole line of these mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. So. Delicious. Uh, right. That's good. So anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the Bleed Feed. The Bleed Feed. All right, I've never been more excited to talk about a death in my life. Oh, weird. But I get very excited about men with one name. And and men with one really cool fucking name. Oh, I know where they you're just, going with this. They, they make me happy. So yeah. rest in peace. Not that this makes me happy. Rest in peace this week to Vangelis. Vangelis. <laughs> what a fucking sweet name. Dope. Um, I don't know what his given name is. You know what? I didn't look it up because I don't. I don't think it matters. He is Vangelis. Oh, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Vangelis, at the age of 79 years old. Uh, it also did not, in the reports that I was reading, didn't say why he died. 80 seems to be a hair young, but maybe there was an illness or something. Not oh, sure. Okay. I know you said you didn't care. Okay. But you absolutely <laughs> want to hear his birth name. Okay. What is it? Evangelos Odysseus Papathanaseo. Yeah, it's amazing. That's dope. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he should have gone by that. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's the legendary composer of such small films like uh, Blade Runner, mm. Chariots of Fire. <laughs> you know, two couple, you know, small fry things. Yeah. Uh, he had his music featured in tons of other movies, like the original Candyman, and uh, even Stranger Things has featured his music. Um, so, uh, like I said, not sure how he passed away uh, at the age of seventy nine, but rest in peace, Vangelis. You shall be missed in the world of cinema and audio. Did you say Candyman? Yeah, the original Candyman. I thought that was Philip Glass. No, he didn't do the whole score. His music was just featured. Oh, right on. Okay, yeah, okay, all. right on. Um, okay, let's see here. Getting into some news this week. We have uh, casting news for the Twisted Metal series mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, Peacock's Twisted Metal series will star none other than Thomas Hayden Church mm. as the main villain of the show, okay, which is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> pretty what? Pretty, pretty awesome. awesome. <laughs> uh, Church will play Agent Stone. I'm reading this from uh, Play Discussing this week. Church will play Agent Stone, a cold and unyielding post-apocalyptic highway patrolman who rules the roads with a silver tongue and a twisted iron fist. Prosecuting even the smallest crimes with the harshest of judgments, Stone will stop at nothing to bring law and order back 
to the divided states of America and will kill anyone in his path who defies his power. I feel like they're taking a, a much more, I don't want to say realistic because that's not really the tone, but like a much less cartoony approach yeah. to the series. So I'm going to be interested to see how they do it. Uh, the series also had other casting. Well, I don't know. Like that's that's kind of cartoony. It is. He's, it sounds like Mad Max. He's though. a lawman, but he's willing to kill anyone and everyone who gets in his way. It sounds like, like Mad Max. Which, sure. So I wonder how they're going to like, do it, though. Um, the series also stars Anthony Mackie, who uh, is uh, producing, I believe, the right series. On. And this week, we also learned that Nev Campbell has jumped on. Oh. Yeah. Nowhere on if she's going to uh, reappear in Scream 6. I guess that's a spoiler that she doesn't die in the last one. Oh, thanks. It's Nev Campbell. Did you really expect her to die? Come no, on. not really. Um, but anyway, though, so that, uh, that show's turned out to be pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like it at least. Right on. Um, we finally have a date for Hocus Pocus 2, James. Hocus, I know that you've been excited for this. Hocus Pocus, yeah. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2. It'll come out uh, September 30th, 3020. Nope, 2022. Not 3022. That's <laughs> quite a ways away. Uh, and the Sanderson sisters will once again grind on their wooden broomsticks on Disney+. 2032, the Sanderson sisters play the melting black candle. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we've been excited for that one for a while, so it's cool to see an actual date and i'm happy that they're releasing it a good month before halloween you know sure yeah kind of starts kicks off the whole halloween season and all that well how i mean when did you say it comes out september yeah halloween season starts september september 1st that's true that's true if you're for most people it's october 1st at least but for us it's definitely september um all right james uh do me a favor yeah what's on laser ray Oh, well, nothing that's not on... Really, that's not really a favor. Tell me what's on Laser Ray. Nothing on Laser Ray this week, uh, because oh. really all we have is a, a couple of VHS releases. Oh! Uh, so from Darkstar... Uh, well, from Darkstar Pictures and Bloody Disgusting, the uh, last matinee that came out last year mm-hmm. will be available on VHS from Lunch Meat. Ooh. I don't know who Lunch Meat is. Lunch Meat VHS? It's yeah. a company. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's not a... It's not a Cold cut company. It's, it's an actual VHS company. <laughs> uh, they will. They will also be putting out Attack of the Demons. I love when they say. I love when they say it'll be coming to fully functional VHS. What the hell else would it be? Um, because there's a lot of companies that will put out like covers and stuff, but they don't have the rights to the movie, oh. so they can't press the movie. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, so a lot of smaller companies will do that just for collectors and whatnot because they want to have a box on their shelf. Uh, so if you say fully functioning, that means the movie's actually on there. Very, very interesting. Those will be coming out with uh, with four different colored VHS films, uh, and they have uh, uh, what are these? There, there's uh, Attack of the Demon, or sorry, the last matinee comes with like a like it's a blue VHS with a black top, mm-hmm. which looks dope. There's a full red Attack of the Demons, then full re- uh, red VHS with blue top Attack of the Demons. And then blue with red top. They look dope as hell. Yep. Um, those are coming out. Uh, I lost the date. Hold on. Sorry. Oh. I don't think they had a date. We were singing two different songs and it kind of meshed. That was nice. Oh, yeah. You Were were you doing the Jeopardy thing? I was. I was doing the girl from Ipanema. It worked. That's bizarre. Uh, I can't find what the fuck. Just say soon and uh, correct soon. it next week. Yeah, 
And I was also totally they say that they say this is purple with a red flap and oh, not yeah. blue. Sounds like a girl I knew. Looks blue. <laughs> <laughs> you knew the blue waffle. <laughs> awful uh, waffle. <laughs> they have a they have a quote from Josh Schaefer from uh from uh from lunch meet here that I thought was funny. He says, We are absolute VH stoked. <laughs> like VHS. Choked VH stuff. Thanks, thanks for explaining that, James. Oh, <laughs> oh these VHS nerds. And they're, yep. I, I think it's I think it's beautiful and brilliant. But <laughs> well, you brought up you brought up a blue tape, and that reminds me, uh, I uh, I sold a copy mm-hmm. of Donnie Darko on VHS. Yeah, it had a blue VHS tape. I sold it for $90. Really? My second $90 sale in the last two weeks. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of the things that you tell me that you sell are $90. I can prove it to you. It, <laughs> it, it, it is weird. It is weird, but that seems to be my sweet spot. That's just your that's your go-to. Like, if somebody's inquiring about it, you're like, yeah, it'll be 90 bucks. No. And every it's, once in a while, you get somebody to bite. It's, uh, yeah, no, blue VHS. If you have one, uh, put it up on eBay because people will buy it for you for absurd amounts of money. Right on, right yeah. on. Okay. Well, uh, that's that's it for that's uh, it. releases this week. Just those two VHS films. All right. Well, to wrap up the news this week, uh, do you want to see James's favorite movie of all time in theaters this June? Tootsie? <laughs> Tootsie is going to theaters. <laughs> um, did you see this in the news? Do you what? already know what I'm talking about? My favorite movie of all time? Yes. Jaws? Ooh, okay. See, I, I knew you were going to go for Jaws first. Okay, your second favorite movie of all time. As good as it gets? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was quite <laughs> unexpected. Okay, third times. Your third favorite movie of all time. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm lost. Ah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, coming on June 19th and June 22nd, Fathom Events is bringing John Carpenter's The Thing oh. back to theaters <laughs> okay. for its 40th anniversary. Oh, yeah. That is, take- my, that is my favorite movie. <laughs> You put that above as good as it gets. <laughs> uh, it's like a. It, they're probably tied, honestly. As good as it gets is one of those movies. It's like the Shawshank Redemption for you. It's one of those movies where when it's on TV, I can't not watch it. Sure, you know I what I mean. That. Like yep. if it pops on, I have it. to watch it, and I've seen it literally probably fifty between like, fifty and sixty times. Or like the Burbs, like whenever that's on. Yeah, well, yeah. see. <laughs> It makes sense though with the burbs because it's actually like that's that's your that's your wheelhouse. Sure, it's a it's a. It's I mean, not it wasn't a, when I was six though. But it's a but it's it's in the genre, you know. For me, as good as it gets, like that's a very weird thing for me to be in love with. Well, but I love that movie. It's as good as it gets though. It is as good as it gets, dude. <laughs> I love that movie. You just love that Jack Nicholson. You've never seen it? I've never seen oh, it. Oh, dude, no. it's so good. No, it's so good. You should watch it sometime. They should do a sequel called As Bad as It Got. <laughs> It's not even that funny. Can be a complete. It really is. Can be a complete ad libbed movie when Jack Nicholson croaks. It can be at his funeral and everyone's ad libbing. You ever wonder if this is as bad as it got? <laughs> That's perfect, actually. <laughs> anyway, um, wait. Uh, so the thing is coming sorry. to theaters when? Uh, June nineteenth, June twenty second. I've already looked them up, and they are here. The drive. The drive-in. Lot, I don't know. There's lots of theaters around here that are doing it. So if not the drive-in, there are. Like AMC forums doing it, so we are definitely going to see the thing in theaters. Oh, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah, awesome. 
Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's your news. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the bleed feed. Wow. All right. Well, so we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and when we get back, Slade for TV, baby. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch the small scream. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna. I can't take I can't take credit for that joke. That's a Toby Flunderson thing. Toby Flunderson. Toby Flunderson from The Office, obviously. If oh. I ever say something that you don't know what it's from, it's from The Office. Or Seinfeld. Or as good as it or, gets. <laughs> yep. Or as bad as it got. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we will be right back. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. What, James? Tell me. When you let me pick the movies for a week, I pick some bangers. <laughs> uh, it's always a fun week. I like to think that I'm uh, I'm 50-50 most of the time. I think this is one of those weeks where I was 50-50. But there's always at least one good banger in the... Uh, I would say... I'm not talking about like Debbie Does Dallas or Jenna Loves Brianna or I would any say, of the I would say thir- X Loves B. You know? I would say 30% of the time, you nail it 50% of the time. <laughs> I... I I would say thirty percent of the time. So what's that I average out it, to? I nail it like ninety percent of the time. I'd say that. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I would at least for one of the movies. So okay, yeah. Thirty percent of the time, I nail it. Ninety percent of the time for fifty percent of the show. My brain hurts. How does that? <laughs> you know what though? We have fun. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Uh, the video dead from nineteen eighty seven. Here's how I know about this movie. Uh, I had never heard of this movie before, probably five, six years ago. Okay. I started getting real hot and heavy in the uh, Facebook VHS groups. <laughs> hot and, and heavy. this is one of those movies where if you can find it on tape, right, it's mm-hmm. worth a lot of money, right? So it's one of those movies that people talk v- about. Videotape. That people always brag they found a copy of it or whatever, right? It's it's a rare... Really? This a, is like a... rare piece. This is a hot commodity, yeah. huh? It Interesting. Is. It's also one of those movies that has absolutely fucking incredible box art right like this is one of those blockbuster movies amazing where you, you walk by and you're like that yep. i need to see it i would get that tattooed on my face yes dude right dude, it's so cool you gotta get you gotta get it tattooed on your cornhole just with the tv being the uh <laughs> the tv is your butthole and like i reaching out oh man you put one of those little uh little tiny little uh like little uh, latex gloves over your b-hole so it looks like a hand reaching out <laughs> dude i just got a big down payment for a for a wallet order i'm i'm heading to the tattoo to, to the tattoo parlor tomorrow outstanding no this is it's amazing box art though it is it's and, so so cool and it's and 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 keeping in tradition with that it's one of those movies where amazing box art not quite as amazing movie. Like it's definitely <laughs> schlocky eighties thrown together, very much VH, so. straight to VHS type movie. But in in given the, the 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 benefit of time, it becomes one of those movies that's just a really fun watch. Yeah, you know, this is another one of those movies where I wish we would have watched it together. Agreed. And was, the thing is, is that, that you actually came over on Friday. We hung out for the first time in six months. Yeah. <laughs> High five. High five. Uh, we could have watched this together. <laughs> we could have, and we didn't. Well, yeah. you weren't coming into my house because I had influenza in my house. That's but true. we could have brought the we could have brought a laptop outside and watched it together. We should have watched this movie together because yep. I had a great time watching it by myself. Sure, 
and again, just like I always say, a couple of us with a case of beer watching this movie, especially if we were outside. Oh yeah. Out in the out in the could have been good. Out in the night air watching this movie. Dude. Can I actually tell you something? I actually did watch a good portion of wait, this wait, movie. Wait, can tell me. Tell me. Yeah. Tell you. I watched a good portion of this movie in the night so air. Did I. After you left on Friday. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. I so you and I we started on my porch hanging out. Uh-huh. We walked down to the liquor. Things got a little heavy. We walked down to the liquor store, got a few brewskis. We came back to my place. We things ended up got sexy. We ended up talking about landscaping <laughs> for quite a while. That's when things really got hot. We went into my backyard because I wanted to tell you about my backyard mix-up when we were talking about landscaping. Wouldn't let me in his back door though. <laughs> and then we uh, broke my fence. We broke your fence. Yeah, remember the wind? Blew, oh yeah, blew yeah, the yeah. Gate well, well shut we did. The fucking, wind did. Yeah, the wind <laughs> broke my fence. Um, but we were we were in the backyard hanging out, drinking some beers. Then you left, and the swing in my front yard that mm-hmm. hangs from my locust tree. Yeah, I I still had to watch this this movie, so I went and I laid in that swing and I watched it as I was swinging back and forth. Nice. It was a nice little night. Nice. Very nice. That's, that's cute, James. <laughs> Uh, the Video Dead from 1987, directed by Robert Scott. Uh, he uh, doesn't have any other directing credits to his name, uh, but he was the assistant director on a lot of stuff like House, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It under Mel Brooks. So, you know what? House, got... House the TV show? House the TV show, oh, right yeah. On. Cool. Um, so he's done a lot of other stuff too, though. I just cherry-picked those two out of his filmography. <clears throat> um, but uh, a family takes delivery of a new television set, unaware that it is a gateway by which killer zombies enter the world. This is one of those movies where I feel like they had a really fun title and no movie, and they built a movie around a title. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what this movie was. Yeah. Um, it also felt a lot like House. Did you get House vibes from it? Yeah, except for House was better. Well, House is way better, yeah. <laughs> but like, it does have the same vibes, though. Yeah. Like The, the movie kind of doesn't really make sense, and it's just kind of a hodgepodge of a bunch of yeah, just fun like... scenes kind of tacked together and then one one person who apparently has information <laughs> to tie it all together but you're like uh, i don't know about you doesn't make sense though um and also the uh the description that you that you said which is an imdb description of a, course. Fa- a family no takes, family a family takes delivery of a new television no first of all i just said television television which doesn't oh uh, Dude, tell invasion. Tell it's about aliens that come out of the TV. Tell invasion. Copyright. 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 TM. Done. What is that? Three weeks in <laughs> a row. It. That's it. TM baby. Tell invasion. <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome and terrible at the same time. Uh, yeah. So probably get Clint Howard to, and Ted Raimi to be in it. Oh my god, dude. Well, now that uh, we could probably even get Bruce to be in it. Now that the fucking oh no, the whole the the concert got. Canceled. Concert got canceled. Yeah. Okay, never mind. We're talking about something totally. <laughs> we're, we're getting off off the uh, off the rails here. Um, yeah. So anyway, the video dead. This is by far one of. What am I going to say? One of the worst movies <laughs> you've ever seen. Oh, is that what I was going to say? <laughs> Are you in my head? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. It's uh. <laughs> God, it's just it's a not fu- good. It's a fucking shitstorm, dude. But like, <laughs> but it's 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 enjoyable to a point. Yeah, you know, the, I I there's likable people in it. Like there's whatever there, there's there's redeeming. Oh, I don't know about that. There's redeeming qualities. So it says Jeff Blair, 
uh, played by Rocky Duvall, is like the main. I don't understand it, but so his his sister Zoe, uh, Zoe, played by Roxana Augustin, and I mean no offense by this, but she is the female version of Robert Zadar. Dude, <laughs> my only note on her was I hate her face. I hate it. And I'm sure in real life she might be a lovely person, but I hate her face so much. She's got a very square jawline. We'll leave it at that. Um, well, she looks like you know who she looks like. She looks like a, Robert Zadar. No, she looks like a female version of. Let me let me look up a picture of him to make sure that I'm <laughs> that I'm right about this. But she look. Are we I, asshole? Am I right? Yeah, she looks like a female version of Stephen Christian. Ooh, Stephen Christian from Who's from Amberlynn. Oh. Yeah, like a real life Muppet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I hate, I hate his face so much, uh, and so just naturally I hate her face too. Oh my god, um, you only hate him because you hated your band. No, and also I, I just don't like Amberlynn that much. Like I know everybody says, "Oh my god, Amberlynn, the guitar work, blah blah blah." Fuck off. But they like Jesus. They're not that good, dude. <laughs> anyway, though, uh, you have Zoe and Jeff Blair, uh, played by Rocky Duvall and Roxana Augustin. Uh, they basically Roxanne moves into this house. Those uh, her parents, her dad's company bought the house. If I'm sound, if I'm getting this right, I and then know, they dude. moved in first, and they the parents were coming later or something. I don't her know. Her parents are in fucking where were they? Zambia or where where were they? BFE. Where were they? I don't know. No, it was like a because even the dad at the My end. My parents says, were in Zambia. <laughs> Zanzibar. Zanzibar. <laughs> uh, no, because even the dad says at the end, he's like, "Oh, I always sleep better when I'm in fucking where was it? Zambia? I don't. Know. I don't know. Whatever it was." Uh, Point is, though, it's these two kids are living in the house before their parents uh, come, and they uh, Jeff finds or yeah Jeff finds a TV up in the attic. The TV was delivered to the previous tenant randomly, and when he plugged it in and turned it on, uh, this movie that is basically like the the Return of the Living Dead version of Night of the Living Dead. Right. They just start coming out of the TV. There's zombies in the TV, and they come out and they kill people. And I will say, when the so the first guy who's living in the house, who's like just seems like a piece of shit, like sure. he's 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 sleeping until like two two p.m. Sure, and he wakes up and he looks over and his goldfish are dead, and he's just like, ah, oh, shit. And he, which those were real goldfish that were dead, by the way. So animal cruelty, somebody should be calling. Are them. you serious? Oh, did you look at them? They didn't have CG back then. I don't think you can train fish to just sleep on their bellies. I mean, you can make a fish that looks like a... I don't know. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> so maybe. Animal cruelty. <laughs> it looked like they were swimming in vomit. It was really gross. But anyway, he answers the door and, and the TV gets dropped off. And the TV was apparently supposed to go to the, <laughs> the fucking... The, the museum of the occult or something like that. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. And he opens it, and it's a TV. He's like, who the fuck? I don't even watch. TV. I don't even watch TV. And he's a writer, apparently. So yeah. he's sitting there typing away at his little typewriter. But he plugs the TV, TV in. TV pops on. I will say this. When he was asleep, and the first, like, the the TV starts to do the fucking poltergeist thing, where yep. the, fl- the lightning comes shooting out of it, and then it lands face up. When the zombie comes out of it, so the 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 uh, the cover art is essentially that scene. Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty, pretty cool. cool. Oh yeah, it's like the, the like the the fog coming out of the TV and the first zombie that comes like peeks his head out. 
That looks pretty fucking cool. Actually, most of probably the zombie the, probably the prosthetics best. aren't terrible. I mean, they're cheesy, but they're no, not they're, terrible. No, they're not bad. Like the blue, what, the what blue the guy blue was zombie. the blue guy was awful. You could see like the lines for the prosthetics and all that. It was like really make, bad. it was like heavy cake makeup. My, yeah. w- were they trying to do? What I was wondering was, were they trying to do like a, an homage to? several different zombie movies with the designs of the zombies Maybe. like the blue guy seems like he would dawn have been a, a dawn of the dead uh because most of those yep. zombies had that grayish bluish look um there was the like the the main zombie with like half of his face gone almost looked like a rub uh, uh without tar man kind of yeah. guy yep um and then no, there then was again, a- though, the bride the bride looked a lot like a return of the living dead too <sighs> yeah yeah, so, so I don't know. to me, it seemed like they had kind of a hodgepodge of zombies that were they looked like they were supposed to be because then the uh, Iron Head guy, the guy that got the iron smashed through his face, you know, yeah, he looked like uh, Night of the Living Dead, but and, if it but if it had color, yeah, you know what I mean. In fairness, though, they left the iron in his head the entire movie, so the continuity was good. Sure, yeah, I'll give him that. It did fall out at, at one point, didn't it? Well, only, then, when it, only when his head started exploding. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say this. For for the budget that I'm sure they had on this movie, they did what they did, and it, and it worked enough. Actually, it worked well it. enough. Do they have a, do they have um, a budget on that? They, uh, the, the movie, by the way, that, that turns on is called Zombie Blood Nightmare. I would absolutely watch Zombie Blood Nightmare. That's actually, yeah, it's a super dope name. I'd watch it. Zombie Hands Blood down. Nightmare. Um, there's a story that one of them talks about at one point in time about the... Uh, so it, eighty grand, eighty grand estimated. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can see. I can see it. I can see it. Now is that eighty grand, nineteen eighty-seven oh, yeah. dollars? Well, yeah. Because that'd be like three hundred grand now. Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like you could do a little. So better. <laughs> Jeff Jeff meets April Elliston, played by Victoria Bastel, babe. Um, <laughs> she's just the fucking the worst actress she's an alive. Idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and she's her character's dumb too. Mm-hmm. Like, just dumb as bricks. Um, she does have a great story though about how her dog gets turned on by skunks, and that's why, <laughs> and that's why she can't let it run away. <laughs> uh, did you did you write it down? Was that the, did you write it down? Did you write the, the story? She, yeah, no, no, because I actually did. I think. Hold on, uh, you, because she's got this. It's not her dog. She's walking. She's walking the dog for like a a, a local family. Yeah, and they love this dog like a child. And the dog runs away, runs out into the woods and meets a zombie. And uh, they're looking for it. And then she says, you don't understand. He likes to chase skunks in the woods. And when he fi- when he finds them, he tries to mate with them. Only skunks don't like to mate with poodles. So they spray him and then he gets really turned on. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this poodle's got some fucking kinks, dude. <laughs> he does, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's something like that that that's something like that that makes this movie kind of amazing. Um, there's uh, like the music in this movie made no sense. Did you notice how the music like didn't bridge scenes together as much as it tried to tie them together, but then ended before the scene was over? Like it made no sense. Well, did you notice that it was a crazy Halloween ripoff? I didn't actually. Yeah, there was the uh, uh, go. Go back. Well, I'll show you after after this segment. We'll take a pause real quick, and I'll show you. But like, they did the. It's a very specific music cue from uh, from Halloween. Okay. And they kept doing it throughout the movie. And uh, do you want 
Do you want a altered contact? I'll or, take another or altered or contact. Light? Absolutely. Um, well, I want to mix that with a little bit of uh, BL Smooth. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a total Halloween ripoff though. Okay. Just trust me for now, and then I'm I'll, I'll you. show you after we. Uh, I don't think that when I was watching this movie, I don't think that I had something like Halloween in my head. Like I was very, I was much more lowbrow than that. So it was not, uh, it was not clicking with me. Well, you have to imagine, I like if you think about the fact that the zombies, the design of the zombies, seems like they were like a call out to several different movies. Maybe the score would also be call out to. That's true. Some movie. That's true. Maybe even the characters. Like the character of fucking uh, Joshua Daniels. He has to be. I don't even know what movie it would be from, but like that's just it's too it's too simple like that like that good old boy, like the I can't even think of what movie it would be a call out to right now, but oh, it's, like Judd from Pet Cemetery or something like that, maybe eh, like no, kind of southern. No, it was more of a Mainer. Mainer kind of did. Well, it was literally a dude from Maine. I don't know. Mainer don't know. from from Cars? Mainer. <laughs> but also Mainer. <laughs> also Mainer. Toe Mainer. We don't need to get too like too crazy into this movie or ever. Like, yeah. it's, it's just <clears throat> zombies come out of the TVs and they're hunting on the people. That's it. Like it, It's not good, but it's fun. There's moments in it. Like, this is definitely, like you said earlier, grab, grab a 12-pack or 24-pack of beer and watch it with some buds, and you'll have a good time with it. It's it's not that it's a good movie. Like there's there's nothing redeeming about it. I would say, no. it's just kind of a fun. And I can see by having this on on tape, honestly, it would be a fun time to watch this on just shitty, shitty quality with you know like a tiny screen with a bunch of dudes, yeah. having an orgy. Like <laughs> it's like it's the perfect time. Dicks and mouths, <laughs> beers and hands. Like you yeah. know, you know what it yeah. is. Um. Uh, the, the acting was fucking abysmal. Uh, the guy, like I was, I was thinking about this and I was like, this movie was one of two things. It was either, it was either, and let me think about how I want to word this. It was either a very like sophisticated social commentary about, about, uh, immigration and, and like Americans making immigrants feel like the other. And how that can create a tumultuous relationship between Americans and Im- immigrants, okay. or or it was literally two five year olds sitting in a sandbox having a conversation, and that's they made a movie out of it. Being that I've seen, <laughs> I, I've been in a sandbox with your five year old kids before. I'm gonna go with option B, <laughs> <laughs> just because there was so much. Because at, at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, they go the fucking the idiot with the huge hat. He goes, he goes. All they all they want is to. Uh, th- there's only one way to. There's only one way to have them not kill you, and it's to show no fear in front of them. God, the ending was so stupid. And this is so stupid. And this is why I got it, dude. I laughed so hard when she fucking walked outside, and she goes, "Oh, how lovely to see you all. <laughs> Won't you please come in?" And I'm like, no, dude, no way. This is so fucking stupid. And she brings him inside and she she pours chili out of a can. <laughs> and she goes, I hope you like this. It's been in my, this recipe has been in my family for generations. I'm like, well, how long has your family been serving Hormel chili? Am I the only one that like uh, sexy blue hair swash uh, zombie guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Am I the only one that thought that she was about to be zombie molested in the uh, back oh room? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Is that Doug Jones? That looked like Doug <laughs> it Jones, did, dude. It did look like him. Uh, but, so, but like, I, so anyway, I swear I got, to God, I'm watching so, this. I'm like, there's about to be a sex scene between a zombie <laughs> and uh, is Robert Zadar's female look like here. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, he wasn't the only one to hit on her, too. There was the fucking tar man one tried to hit on her oh, at the dinner table, hand. too. Yeah, he was rubbing yeah. her hand. <laughs> But I was thinking about it, and I was like, and this is why I said the thing about this, the sophisticated uh, social commentary about immigrants and stuff. The guy explained to them that all they wanted was to be alive, mm-hmm. and the only way that they would become aggressive is if you showed fear. Oh. So really, okay. when it really okay. when it came down to it, was, there was no reason to kill them at all. Yeah. Just treat them like normal people. And you could literally live side by side with them. Okay. And I was like, hey, man, it's like people, it's like people being othered, you know? I like this. They just want, they just, they just want to be treated like everybody else. And if you, and if you, and if, and if you act like a fucking spaz in front of them and you start flipping out, then you're going to create this tumultuous relationship between the two. It, and eventually they're going to eat your face. It dawns on me that Jordan <laughs> Peele needs to do a remake of this movie. <laughs> That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But then my other thought was it could literally just be two five-year-olds having a fucking conversation. Like, like there was just so much random shit. Like, the guy with the big hat would just be like, uh... You mean John John C. Riley? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude. (laughs) Jordan Peele, the video dead. John C. Riley plays Joshua Daniels. Uh, fucking the, uh, the I don't know what he's singer. doing now. I don't know what he's doing now. The kid from Troll Two, the Oh my God, he needs to play Jeff. Nope. Uh, nope. The singer from Saves the Day. What's his name? Chris. <laughs> Chris Connolly. Chris Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> he looks just like him, dude. All right, fine. Can we bring Robert Zadar back at least to, to put him in a wig to play the sister? <laughs> Uh, but it's just, there's oh, like so many guessing. there's so many things that Josh Daniels says to says to the kid when they're hunting the zombies down where he's just like I I, I got this I got I got these copper bells man and like if the dead get too close the copper bells just start ringing and it's like but why it doesn't and, make any and sense and so I just started picturing two five year olds going so what if he's got like this what if he's got a duffel bag full of like copper bells. And you and if the if the dead comes close to the copper bells, they just start winging. Why would they start winging? I don't know, dude. Just because the fucking dead would start that it starts winging if they come close. <laughs> That's it's the the fucking script could have been written by five year olds. Oh. Like he's the whole he starts explaining all of these. He has all this expertise. Yeah. On on how to trap the dead, but every time. Every time Jeff asks him a question about why, he's just like, I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm why? just going to string you up in a tree and use you as live bait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So one of the most uh, confounding things for me in this entire movie yep. is uh, is that you have April, right? Her parents get killed or her grandparents. I don't know. Was she being raised by her grandparents? I think it was her, think it was her parents. Um, they, they get killed, right? And so she goes to, uh, uh, Jeff goes to, to be with her and runs right into the middle of a crime scene, which I'm sure you can do. Uh, and he takes her and he goes, you got to get away from here. Let's, we need to hide you somewhere. So let's run down a, a city block and just go to my house. Brings her in there. She's got nothing with her, right? Mm-hmm. She then goes upstairs to get ready for sleeping or whatever. Oh no. Whose toothbrush was she using? Ew. 
Did you, did you notice that? It's, <laughs> it's like she just picked up somebody's random toothpaste or toothbrush this looks, out of their fucking sink. This looks like it'll do. Brushing. She was actually, she's actually the grandmother of the guy from Thirteen Cameras. <laughs> she she went oh on she went on to have sex with one of the zombies, and they had him, and then he became the landlord. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh. And that's why his that's why his that's why when he brushes his teeth with somebody's uh toothbrush it tastes like shit cuz he's half zombie. Oh god. <laughs> but still, was I the only one that noticed that? I'm like no, what the fuck. I didn't even think about that at the time. Uh, uh yeah. Also, um you're talking about the acting and how great the acting was in this movie. <laughs> uh Jeff is maybe the greatest actor when it comes to rolling joints. <laughs> it's it's like, it looks like a dollar bill folded in half. It's like he it's like just put a fucking straw wrapper in his mouth. It's so bad. I don't know. Uh, I like how he's wearing the same outfit for like five days straight. Where the too. fuck did he come from? He's just dirty. Yeah, why? He's like a dirty crust punk that just comes to randomly live with his sister. Like, what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, man. Uh, I feel like we're, if, if nothing else, we're making people want to watch this movie. Um, I, <laughs> would you recommend people watch this movie? Oh yeah, if you're into a good time, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie, but it's a really fun watch. Yep. You know, like it's there's some pretty funny shit. In yeah, it. like, it's this movie literally exists for entertainment value, and that's it. Like the bride, the bride popping out of the fucking washing machine and killing the killing the chick, and the dude in the washing machine was actually kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> that, or no, funny. was it the dude or was oh, the it chick. the... It was the old lady. It was, it the, was the old lady, yeah. It was the uh it was the housekeeper. Because the dad yes, was, the yes. dad was banging the housekeeper. And then and then when uh when Jeff and Joshua were after they killed they killed all the they killed quote unquote all the zombies, which that was another one of those things where he's an expert on on these things, but he's like, see what you gotta do is you gotta kill them because they think they're alive. But you can't kill them because they're always a, they're they're, yeah. they're undead. But it, they think they're alive. But then don't bury them. That's the way you keep them dead. Like they, I might they'll, they'll get reborn basically if right, they're buried. Like yeah. if I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about right now, it's not because I don't know what I'm talking. It's because I'm I'm literally talking the way he does. Like it sounded like he didn't have lines planned out. <laughs> just, just kill them, but don't kill them. But then don't bury them. Because nature has to reclaim them. What voice are you doing right now? I don't know. It kind of sounds like George Bush, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> like it was just so fu- It was so stupid. So stupid. Yeah. And then they, but like, I had a good laugh when the fucking when the bride picks up the chainsaw and, and starts chasing I did after too. Jeff. Yes, yes. There was something about that that was just that was the way she was moving. I thought was really funny. So we have some trivia here. Okay, okay. Uh, we have backstories for all the zombies. Oh no! Really? Yeah, they were written for the movie. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's see here though. Um, some of the known backstories for the zombies were this: the bride was a woman who was murdered at the threshold on her wedding day. Okay. Okay. Jimmy D was a, a 1950s athlete who drowned, which is why he's blue. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, it's obvious that he was once handsome and girls loved him, and he tries repeatedly to, to want affection from Zoe and April. There you go, dude. He's also he knew it. he's also like the uh, 
what's is it the tortured prince from 13 ghosts oh could be yeah right yeah same, very similar same fuck same probably character. not intentional but very similar well why not though uh jack was a man who died in a fiery crash which is why he's burnt and missing an arm he was ironhead th- was a serial killer who strangled people which is why he is the receiving obvious perverted and twisted sexual pleasure as he excitedly chokes the maid to death mm-hmm. look at that if there's ever a movie where I didn't think that have backstoried any characters, this is the one. Also, a sequel was written for the film, but never materialized. Uh, it was to do with the victim instead of being pulled into the television set. I'm sorry. It had to do with the victim being pulled into the television set rather than zombies coming out. And then he had to find a way to get out before the film ended. See, that would be pretty cool. That would actually be kind of cool. I yeah, agree. That would be very... Wait, hold on. Isn't that... It's just Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Isn't that last action hero? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> right? Doesn't he get pulled into the movie? Kind of. Unless, or does the movie come out? No, he goes into it, and then Arnold he... comes out. Yeah, like, okay. they, they do both, yeah. yeah. Um, that, uh, that... That sequel that... idea sounds cool. The sequel idea sounds pretty cool. The, uh... How did this one... How'd this one end? Oh, they fucking... They were yeah, they, nice. yeah. They were nice to him. She was nice. She trapped him. She trapped him in the basement. Oh, and then they exploded with some really cool. And one of them oozing. exploded for some reason. <laughs> no, they all did. That was the thing. You get them to a place where they can't escape, and they'll explode. That was pretty much. But the that end. wasn't what he said. He said, "Get them into a place where they can't escape, and then they'll go crazy and eat themselves." Yeah, they do. But then, but then one of them starts to explode inexplicably, and all iron, of the iron other heads, ones iron pops out of his head. All, all the that. other ones look at him, and he's like, "Oh, they're like, oh, he's about to explode. We better eat him." And then suddenly they all disappear into the TV again. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> it's a good title. Oh my! All Atlanta. right, moving on uh, this week. That's uh, that's the less than great movie. Let's move on to an actually good movie. Did we just spend like forty minutes on the less than great movie? We did. We did. Um, Videodrome from nineteen eighty three, directed by a little known director named David Cronenberg. It was a turd. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's another video movie? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I got I got nothing about the band Videodrome. Yeah. Is there a band named Videodrome? Yeah, they had uh, they had uh, the singer Corn on one of their tracks. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a thing. How 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 that's so uncreative though. You're gonna name you're gonna just name your It might have been video drone, in fairness. It could have been video drone, but still. I was just about to say, you're gonna name your band literally just the name of a movie. Think about how stupid that is. Yeah, because we named our, our band Time Enough at Last after right. an episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> And I named it. Yep. Which means I just said, how stupid is that? You're stupid. And I am that stupid person. You're stupid. But that being said, Time Enough at Last is a dope name. Check it out. Um, All right. Directed (laughs) by David Cronenberg, who obviously has done classics. Dude, his filmography is insane. Um, You don't realize how much he's done until you've seen it all in a row. Shivers, Rabid, The Brood, Scanners, The Dead Zone, The Fly. Dead Ringers, Crash, Naked Lunch, the upcoming Crimes of the Future. Have you seen the trailer for Crimes of the, uh, Crimes of the Future? No, I haven't. Fuck, dude. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, I've actually been wanting to integrate our old Trailer Trash series into our audio show. Maybe next week we'll start that. 
I don't know if that would be that good. No, it would be. one tr- Just one trailer a week or whatever. Just like a spotlight on a trailer. We talk about it. Go on. Okay. I think it could be good. But okay. point is, though, uh, Crimes of the Future, is it almost actually seems like a, a, a sister movie to this movie. And I'll tell you why. Really? Uh, I'll tell you why when we, when we get into it a little bit more. But it has to do with how he approached the subject matter. Isn't there a, isn't there a movie called Future Crimes or something? Probably Future Crimes, yeah. It's not Crimes of the Future by David Cronenberg, though. I don't think it's... It doesn't matter. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. All right. A programmer at a TV station that specializes in, in adult entertainment searches for the producers of a dangerous and bizarre broadcast. Uh, this movie is starring James Wood... Uh, Woods as Max Wren. Um, let's see here. You got Debbie Harry as Nikki Brand. What a babe, dude. What a babe. She's always been a babe. Yeah. Uh, Sonia Smiths as Bianca Oblivion. Also a babe. Also a babe. Uh, Peter Dvarsky as Harlan. Did I get his name right? Dvarsky? Uh, Dvorsky? Dvorsky? I'd say like... <laughs> I mean, it's Russian, so it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> I'd say it's probably more like Polish. Oh, okay, that, that too. But all, but all, but also it's like... It's all. It's also like a like a guy who's really good natured about being separated from his wife. <laughs> Dvorsky. We're going through a Dvorsky. <laughs> uh, all right. God. Anyway, go ahead. God damn it. Um. <laughs> all right. Um. Anyway, though. Uh. Yeah. This movie. Uh. Is. Uh, I will say this. Don't watch it with open blinds. Uh, like like I did watching it. Your neighbors might think you're freaks, or or do if you're into or do, that kind of or thing. Or do your you know neighbors? I mean? Your neighbors might think that you're freaks into like torture porn and murder and all that kind of totes, good stuff. Totes. Which which I am right. So, but I don't need them to know about. You know why why hide your real why hide who you really are from your neighbors? Not because I don't want them to know. It's just that most of my neighbors are elderly and I don't want them to join in. Oh, I see. That's actually more it. You know, to, to me, that's more of a reason to oh. get to get get them involved. See, I'm more of a uh, oh, I I'm, love the elderly. I'm more of a Princess Peach kind of person. You're more of a California raisins kind of person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um. Anyway, though, I uh, yeah, uh, video drum, James. You've seen this movie? Uh, years and years and years ago. Yeah, I. This was the first time. Like I barely. It. This was kind of a first watch for me because I really didn't remember much of it. Okay. So first impressions. What did you think? Um, I didn't know how to take it at first, honestly. Like it, the first half of the, the movie. Butt. Yeah. Well, the first half of the movie, it was uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it wasn't uncomfortable. It, it dude. was. It was. It was uncomfortable in the sense that you're you're through the eyes of the main character, at least, right? Like it's uncomfortable because here's this dude that is watching this ob- very obviously real snuff film, but thinking that's entertainment. And he's watching it over and over and over because he thinks that it's fake, mm-hmm. but it's real. Mm-hmm. But the people that he's watching are really getting like raped and bowed and tortured and killed and everything else. And the fact that it's on in every single scene where he's at home, mm-hmm. he's just watching it on repeat. It's fucked up. Like it's super fucked up. I think it's more fucked up that uh, that is his lady friend is. Like he's just he's watching it because he's more like intrigued and enthralled by it. She pops it on and she actually it, get, Harry? it gets her going. Well, but like she's actually turned on by it. Did she? She's not real. She's real. No, in the she's beginning. a figment. She's a figment of his imagination. She major spoilers here. She was a contestant on the show long before he ever knew her. 
It's a figment of his, her whole existence in the beginning of the movie was a figment of his imagination. They explain this at the end. That the only reason that she, that, that he was envisioning her, uh, or envisioning her with him is because he had seen her in one of the tapes. So this, to, to, to make sense of this video, yes, yes it is. Yes it is. The video drone signal puts a brain tumor in your head that makes you basically hallucinate. And it's kind of like the, um, it can make you do things. It can make you kill your family. It can make you kill your friends. Like basically, if you watch this broadcast, well, it just makes you hallucinate. No, no. If, first but, of all, but but, it, but it, people can control you though. If 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 it makes you if it makes you hallucinate, but it, it's also in like a weird controlling kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it can make you kill people. It can make you do whatever the the the, the people making it want you to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of why I had mentioned to you this movie reminded me a lot of the Proto Men. About how he built, like you have this character named um, O'Brien. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the main O'Brien guy. I actually don't have him in front of me. Uh, we Barry Convex? No, 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 no. Um, oh, Oblivion. Brian Oblivion. Oblivion. Brian Oblivion. Yeah, is the this this guy who you only see on a TV screen. He gives you the interviews and this and that. Turns out that he was the creator of this technology, right? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to use it for good. Like, he wanted to use it for the benefit of humanity and this and that. Mm-hmm. But there was other people who wanted to use it for evil and to be able to... They, they figured out, like, if we use this, we can control people's actions. We can help make people hallucinate. We right. can do all this stuff. Right. And it reminded me a lot of the Proto-Men uh rock opera that we both like a lot yeah into where you have one guy that builds a machine for good and then you have the other guy that comes in that only wants to use that machine for evil right it's very very similar it's a classic story so it's not just proto men obviously sure, yeah. but like very classic story though of of this and uh you know max james woods's character he's sort of trying to figure out this whole thing while being manipulated by it the entire time yeah so debbie harry her character is a figment of his imagination the entire time. She's not real. When did they say that? They they talk so about I... how she was she was a contestant on the show months ago, like 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 way before he even saw the first broadcast. Mm. So I, I, I yeah, miss that. Somehow. So he was completely imagining her the entire time. Okay. So yeah, man, I miss yeah. that. <laughs> so that, cha- that that changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like it's. Back to back to Max though. Back to Max's character just uh-huh. to, at the beginning. What a crazy job to have, where your job every day is to just go in and watch soft and hardcore pornography and violence. Well, he was like that's crazy. Well, he was the he was the head of a a small uh, a small TV station, and essentially what he was doing was trying to find the most shocking content to keep the to keep the station relevant. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't necessarily. I mean, his job probably didn't start off as trying to find that stuff. Well, but to to try and keep the station afloat, they needed to find the stuff that like they knew that viewers were going to get their fix of shocking content from them, and that's the only way that they could stay relevant. But he went out of his way to find that particular type of stuff, though. Right. So he was watching that stuff all day. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it was like that, that. What a what a crazy job to have. Oh, like, I think it would fuck you up after a while. Completely <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, no wonder he was susceptible to the video drone signal. Yeah, because video drone is not only the name of the program that he's like trying to track down. Yeah, but it's also the name of the program 
that they're basically doing, right? It's the name of the the whole entire system that is hallucinating people and this and that. Like it's not just a show. It's it's bigger than the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, man. Like it's uh, this this movie's bizarre. It's David Cronenberg. Right? David Every Cronenberg. David this Cronenberg is... movie is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's it's crazy. Like the first time that you see uh, James Brooks with Debbie Harris's character, they're like James they're, Woods or ja- sorry, da- James Woods's character with Debbie Harris. They're doing this weird shit where like he's sticking her ear coincidentally right through where her ear would be pierced right yeah good special effects david um but he's pulling these needles out with blood and he's sucking the blood off of him and like it's just super fucking weird well it's it's funny because their first interaction is uh in an interview they're doing an interview on a tv show where james woods his character is this this guy who's well known as sort of a sort of a sleaze artist you know like he's He's the guy who's got this TV station that's just pumping out just sleaze yeah. 24 hours a day. And then... He's like uh, the guy from Penthouse. What's his name? Oh, uh... uh um... Uh, Harry, uh... Fuck, what's his name? Flint. Harry Flint? Uh, Larry Flint. Larry Flint, yeah. yeah. Um, Larry Flint would be way Flint. worse. <laughs> and Debbie Harris is... Uh, Debbie Harry's character, um, Nikki Brand, is, is, a, uh, is a well-known... Uh, like DJ therapist, sort of. Well, she, we, she's she's we om- think at least. she's almost like Fraser, right? We think at least. Yeah. Um, and so she actually, she actually, in that interview, kind of the two of them are very opposite. Like she talks about how this, like this descent into depravity, is upsetting to her. Like she thinks it's very it's very weird in that and and that it's like if it's a mainstream kind of thing it's going to take the public into this like headspace that's not very healthy whereas he's just like i'm just i'm just scratching an itch right people want this kind of stuff i'm giving it to them so you think she's really straight laced and then (laughs) all of a sudden he's like well why are you wearing that dress because it's a red dress and he's like oh it's it's very provocative i'm very turned on and then he just like kind of stops in the middle of the interview and says i'd like to take you out to dinner tonight (laughs) and then the next thing you know they're back in his apartment and she's just like hey why don't you take out your switch your your swiss army knife and cut me a little bit and like you want to try some shit (laughs) like it's it's bizarre they cut to him piercing her ears and sucking her blood and they're doing all this weird shit and she's like later on she's like talking about wanting to go on video drums so she's burning herself with cigarettes and stuff like that now here's so i never really got the sense that she was a figment of his imagination imagination so much as she was a plant just like harian was you know what i, I mean i would say that but everybody that's on video drum dies right yeah she was on that show, but video before he but he that's, watched her, which is the first time he ever saw her. So she was dead before. No, 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 no. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. No. I'm fairly certain. No. The only time he saw her is when he went to, when he went to uh, yeah, at the end spectacular optics. Yeah. And they said we're gonna record you having a hallucination and then that's when she popped up on screen for the first time but they talk about later how she was a contestant on the show yeah because she went to pittsburgh and she quote-unquote auditioned 
I'm not going to argue Where, with you. Well, hold, why do you think that she was not... Why do you... So now I need to rewind. Why do you think she was a figment of his imagination the whole time? Because I'm fairly certain that they talk about... Excuse me. They talk about her being on the show. And like the only reason that you know of her is because she was on the show long before you ever met her. No, because, because for the first half of the movie, or for the first probably like half hour of the movie, before he before he ever meets her on that interview, everybody that you see on Videodrome is of Asian descent. And that's because they wanted to throw you off, making you think that the feed was coming from Malaysia. Sure. When it was actually coming from Pittsburgh. Sure. She's the only person, to my recollection, who shows up on the show who's not of Asian descent. And that's not until he's having his hallucination recorded when he goes to spectac- Spectacular Optics by uh, Max, Fair. Max, whoever the fuck. Maki? Was it uh, Maki? No, was ba- uh, sorry, Barry Convex. By- Who is Maki? Maki? Who's yeah, Maki? Yeah, I have Maki in my notes. Masha? There's a character named Mashi. You mean Masha? Yeah, Masha, whatever, yeah. Oh, Masha was the... <laughs> Masha. Uh, Masha? Masha? Masha, Masha, Masha. Masha was the... Uh, she was like the really uh, like hoity-toity woman who was every time James Woods wanted like she came and uh, told him about Dionysus and the oh like she was yeah, trying yeah. to pitch shows to him to put on yeah. Channel eighty three. She worked for the company, right? Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. and then he had a he had so he, he was hallucinating that um, that uh, shit. What was his girlfriend's name? He was hallucinating that Nikki Brand was on the TV, and then he starts whipping the TV. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see Masha, Masha's face. Yeah. And then he wakes up in bed next to Masha, and she's dead. She's dead. She's old, too. She's the. Uh, she's, she's an older broad, yeah. She's basically the uh, a person that was hired to go out and find more softcore porn for him, or like, like a. She's like an agent, basically. Yeah. Find, yeah. find shit for me. Yeah. Essentially. Find her. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, let's get talk. Let's. We gotta talk about uh, uh, what's his name's um, fuck. What can't I think of the guy's name that did the effects of the movie? Um, oh, Rick. Ba- was yeah, it Rick, Rick Baker. Baker? Yeah. We got to, Jesus Christ. I'm embarrassed about that. <laughs> uh, we gotta talk about Rick Baker's effects in this yeah. movie because they're fucking incredible. Yeah, amazing. The the stomach like VCR vagina. The vagina with the VCR that was made of flesh and pulse. It. Oh my god, it was dude, so, so good. good. Dude. It was so uh, disgusting and so fucking David Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. Like this. Oh yeah. Like there's no there's there's no doubt when you're watching a David Cronenberg movie. There's that, no doubt yeah, about it, dude. No. Like the the effects. Who else would think of that shit? No. I mean, like I'm gonna put this VHS into you, which is which is totally like a, a, a the same thing of saying like the signal, right? Like the signal going into your head. It's like right. we're pumping the uh, the tape we're directly liter- we're, into you. We're literally the like we're literally impregnating you with these thoughts, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, and then they take it even more literally by I'm I'm taking this VHS that like every once in a while we'll do a weird pulsating thing where the little white things look like titties. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and we're and we're placing it into this thing in your stomach that looks like a giant vagina. Like it's it's all very. That wasn't the only sexual thing though. There's a, a part in the movie too. Oh, the where whole I, movie's sexual. Well, well dude. it is, but there's a part in the movie too where the TV screen like a hand comes out of it and then it forms a gun. Yeah. And it shoots him right. Right. The end of the gun was a dick, right? Oh, I didn't see that. I, 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 it was clear <laughs> as day to me. Like the end of the gun was like a dick, like shooting at the guy. I swear to God, it was. I swear to God, oh, it was. Freud would have a field day with you. <laughs> yes, he would. But I swear to God that it was. 
Um, there's also the uh, the effects at the end of the dude at the convention. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's so good. Oh, when it's he fucking so when he uh, what does he what does he say? What's the uh, down with? Down with Videodrome. Yeah. Or Death to Videodrome. Long live the new flesh. Yes. That's uh, fucking dope, dude. Dude. Long, what a, long live the new flesh. What a, what a fucking tagline. They use that for the movie. Is that a fu- That's a metal album, if I've ever long heard one. Long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. That's so dope good. as hell. Because the whole idea is that, like, the whole idea of the movie uh, behind Videodrome was that, like, if you can experience it, it's real. Right. And so they, they wanted people to experience everything through the screen. Mm-hmm. Like it was like almost like virtual reality, like back then, before virtual reality was a thing. Sure. Um, it's a it's a well, it was man, like it's the it's, themes it's of this too, movie are crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a it's a little too much to like try and delve into right now because we could probably go on and on about it for for hours. This is one of those movies where we should like actually sit down and talk about it just the two of us one time. But like the 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 uh, the ideas that they dive into about um, where we're headed, and it, it's really ahead of its time too. Yeah. Like where we're headed as a culture, not just as a, as a culture, but like as a world, where we're headed to the to into this weird space where virtual reality and actual reality are becoming meshed. The lines are getting so blurred. Yep. That they're almost they're almost the same thing mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they're saying, you know. And well, so David Cronenberg himself <clears throat> said in an interview from like eighty three, whenever this was made, eighty three, I think, right? Yeah, um, yeah. He talks about how this movie is about what happens when people take the idea of integration too far, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like, like they take the idea of technolo- technological integration too far and like they want the TV to become part of them and this and that. And I had mentioned earlier about how his new movie, Crimes of the Future, was like a sister movie to this, sure. in my opinion, because that whole movie is about body modification. Is it's it? about people who are not, not uh, um, what's his name? Um, the main guy that's in it. Is it Liam Neeson? No. Elon no. Musk. No. It's, um, uh, who is it? Fuck! Look up, look up the cast for uh, Crimes of the Future. Yep, I got you. Um, but like his character, though, like he's a magician, I think, or something like that. Maybe I have that wrong. This be a correction for next week. But like he's trying, <clears throat> he constantly is doing body modification to like change his flesh and to change his being. Okay. And like Kristen Stewart's in it. Um, so you uh, humans adapt to synthetic environment. Viggo Mortensen. With it's Viggo Mortensen. With That's new transformations and mutations, with his partner Caprice. Saul Tenser, celebrity performance artist, yep. po- uh, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. Yeah, and but, that is. But it's uh, all about though changing yourself into the, that, the art, into the whatever. So it's kind of like. It doesn't surprise me that it's Viggo Mortensen at all because he's <laughs> such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like he brought, like Viggo Mortensen's the type of guy who's so into. Um, uh what the hell do you call it so into um body mods no not body mods the t- uh the type of acting the method acting oh yeah yeah he's so into method acting that he probably actually went out and replaced most of his most yeah, of probably. his organs with computer <laughs> parts but though but does that not sound like sound like a sister movie to this though like it's very similar. oh for sure yeah very similar well and cronenberg has always explored those kind like the like the like blurring the lines between reality and and what do you want to call it? Virtual reality. Sure, not yeah. not necessarily virtual reality, but it's he's always kind of like perceived reality. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't I don't know the best way to put it, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. 
I just, I'm excited for it though. I, I'm super excited for it. I love this movie. I actually feel like I need to watch this movie again to like to, to really understand everything that's going on in it. Because Cronenberg's themes are are they're pretty fucking deep. You know, like there's a lot to unravel. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, well, I, I don't even think that he fully understands where he's coming from from a lot of the stuff. Because if you listen to him talk about it, it's like he has ideas, but then he just accentuates it with fucked upness. Yeah. And like, I kind of feel like it's too like to interpret like this is what i mean but then we're gonna add all this other shit with it you know i think that's a good way to go about it though like when you don't like first of all cronen david cronenberg is a very like intelligent dude um but when you're you're handling uh you're handling subject matter that really a lot of people don't know what they're talking about telepathy yeah. virtual reality i mean torture pe- porn torture porn <laughs> uh <laughs> but but like a lot of his a lot of his movies have to do with telepathy and stuff like that because I, I like what dead zone the brood uh um uh what the hell is it? scanners yeah. scanners is all about telepathy and stuff like that like you're and and then he kind of mixes in virtual reality especially at time at a time back in the 80s where virtual reality wasn't really a, a thing just yet you know what i mean like He's a bit of ahead of it, ahead of his time. Yeah, so he's honestly. so he's like he's taking this subject matter that not a lot of people knew a lot about, and he's introducing the ideas, and then like you said, he's just throwing in a bunch of fucked up stuff because it like makes, all of his body horror and all because that, it yeah. makes a good story. But he's also introducing these ideas to the general audience. To, to start making them think well, about things that maybe people don't really think about because though, they're not really familiar with it just yet. Even though he claims this wasn't the case, right? Because like, he said this has <laughs> nothing to do with like... He, he even said, he goes, I'm not, make, I would, I, I'm not making a movie that necessarily is de- uh, detrimental to like watching TV or this and that, right? But at the same time, he literally made a movie about how TV rots your brain. It gives you a fucking tumor. I mean, plenty of people have... <laughs> No, but you funny get, people have made that movie. No, but you get what I'm saying though. Like he absolutely did make that movie. Like he did make a movie about how TV is a drain on society, kind of. Like yeah, it, but it's he, uh, yeah, but he also it turns you into a mindless zombie. It's just watching too much TV. But he also made it. Well, it doesn't turn you into a mindless zombie. It turns you into a a tool, a husk. Not a husk, kind a t- of a tool. Literally a tool, which doesn't it? Like think of like. Honestly, think about that. Let's get serious for a second. Think about sitting down and watching TV for an hour. You sit down and you watch an hour-long program. Yeah. And 15 to 20 minutes of that program are going to be taken up by advertisements. Sure. And those advertisements are compelling you to go out and buy things. Zombies. Or do things. Yeah. And we fucking listen sure. to it, dude. I can't tell you how many... And, and, and the new age thing is Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. Like, all the... F- YouTube, I can't tell you how many times the algorithm has fucking nailed me, and and I bought something because the ad popped up on Instagram. Blue shoes, huh? Blue shoes. What's <laughs> no? I'm more of a I'm more of a get Roman kind of guy. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, no, it I fucking, get it. like I get it. like he's he's absolutely right. Like it's something that we can't as modern people we can't live without. We can't yeah. live without the internet. That's just a basic fact. Well, no, because it's we can't ingrained fuck, in we everything can't, we do. We can't live without it, 
But at the same time, it's a very useful tool for people who are shitty, manipulative, uh, like people who just want to make a ton of money. Mm -hmm. They know that because we can't live without it. That's a very big opportunity for them to cash in. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, I agree. And we we let it work. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of what he's saying is like, TV, like watching TV, it might do these things to you. And there's still like a... There's still there still might be good things that you can get out of it, but there's also there's also you got to take the bad with the good, right? Sure. And he takes it to the extreme because well, that's what David Cronenberg yeah, does. does. He always takes everything. To, he's the only guy that I think could actually make a a movie uh, based off of William S. Burroughs' writing and and oh, make it lunch? make it fucking work. You know, I'm a naked lunch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that movie's so fucked up. <laughs> it's, it's fucked so up. Good, though. But I, th- I feel like yeah. da- I feel like David Cronenberg is the only person could, who could put that on screen and sure. make it work. You know sure. what I mean? Um, and so like he and so he takes these fucked up ideas and delivers them to you in a pretty digestible, digestible way. Kind of, yeah. And what what you looking at? What? Nothing. What's, no, I'm asking her what you're looking at. <laughs> What's up, what girl? You, what you looking at? <laughs> um, um, he, he, he delivers this really fucked up information to you in a f- pretty digestible way. Sure, sure. And uh, I think that's I think that's the beauty of David Cronenberg, No, it honestly. is. I mean, not all of his stuff is completely digestible, but it's a digestible enough for your average person, I think, to understand it. There's still a lot of like hidden stuff in there and a lot of like subtext, I think. Sure. Um, but... His his stuff is fascinating to watch, and this yep. is absolutely no exception. Yeah. Um. I do want before we uh, end here. I do want to draw your attention to one thing. Did you notice anything that was odd about the score to this movie? Um. It felt to me like the score wasn't as sophisticated as the movie was, and that led me to me making a note saying that I can't help but feel like the score was done by Richard Band. <laughs> like it just had that real shitty one size fits all Richard Band kind I, of but dude, score to but it. But hold on, Howard we've, Shore we've... did the score to this. That's the crazy part. We'll go back to that in a second <laughs> because that is the crazy part. But Richard Band's done some He's, like he has because but I'm because about think, lazy think puppet back, master Richard Band. Think back to what, what did we watch recently? That what was the what was the movie with the. Uh, the the small town where the two brothers ended up in the small town and there was there was goo underneath the earth and then the kids uh, everybody everybody became fucking zombies and they were eating each other <laughs> what was that movie we just did it like two months ago oh god I you know, know what i'm talking about, about right I can't the title yeah fuck but richard band did the yeah because charlie think, band directed it i think that i mentioned the same thing and the and the score was amazing yeah so was it Shadow Zone? No, it wasn't Shadow. No, no, it wasn't no. Shadow Zone. Oh wait, was, was it? Shadow it? Zone? it was Shadow, it was Shadow it was Zone. Shadow yeah, Zone. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The oh, yeah, score the was amazing to that movie. But um, but Richard Band though, if you listen to if you listen to his scores for like puppet, the Puppet Master mm. movies and stuff, it's all just recycled shit. Yeah. That's how this movie felt to me. Like nothing. It didn't seem like the score <clears throat> was necessarily made for this movie. It just kind of felt like. It was put on, which it, it it very clearly wasn't. It was a lot it of. It just felt that way. It was a lot of like droning, uh, like droning electronic yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which which. It's kind of my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it just it just felt like very inexperienced scorer 
doing a movie for his first time. Well, I wouldn't say inexperienced. But no, but you're saying you know what I mean. I get what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the easy way out. But yeah, like to yeah to find out that it was Howard Shore. Yeah, I didn't. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't realize Um, it was him. Andy Warhol called this movie the Clockwork Orange of the '80s. Really? Yeah, that's pretty high praise. Yeah, pretty high praise. That's high praise. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I like this movie a lot. Oh, I do too. Um, dude. as I like every Cronenberg movie. Yeah, um, I don't. I now need to watch Viggo Mortensen in a History of Violence because I didn't know that Cronenberg directed that movie. And oh, really? I, I will now be watching that. Yes, that movie's pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. I've never watched. I've it. only seen it once, and it was like right. It was right around the time when it first came out. It was like, very, it was very like up north of you. It was right around the time. It was right around the time when it first came <laughs> out, like on uh, on, on Netflix laser, or whatever, laser, on laser, laser on laser, laser ray. <laughs> but but it was it was uh it, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, um, I would definitely suggest it. Uh, I would suggest pretty much every David Cronenberg movie. I would too. But I like David Cronenberg. As do I. I think that he's not for everybody though. David Cronenberg puts these movies out that are like this, right? They really get your your brain juices going. Yeah. But then he'll show up in a movie like Jason X in the beginning <laughs> to just be killed. I don't know. He's maybe my favorite. I don't well, know. Well, nobody... I mean, nobody really... Does anybody do body horror like David no, Cronenberg? No. I don't think no, so. No. David Cronenberg is the king of body horror. Yeah. Can you imagine a David Cronenberg-directed remake of The Human Centipede? <laughs> Feed him! But you can't do it. Can't do it. No. Nothing will ever be as good. But you, you can't point... you can't do it because the only way to do a a, a, a reimagining of uh human centipede is if Dito Leza was no, to come back true. and that's sadly true. he that's passed. True. So uh, okay, you just okay. can't do it. Random question. Yeah. What di- live action Disney movie do you want to see David Cronenberg remake? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, live action Disney. Do you have an answer to this? I do. Sort of. I, I yes. A live yes. action Disney movie for David Cronenberg to this is the weirdest question ever. I, See, this is, is the kind of shit like this is the kind of shit that you need to ask me when we're just like sitting and drinking a bunch of beer one night yeah, so that I yeah, can fucking yeah. ponder it a uh-huh. little bit. Uh-huh. Uh it's really tough to come up with a good answer right now, but I will say Alice in Wonderland. Ooh, okay. Is Alice in Wonderland a Disney movie? Yeah, of course. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going Little. Mer- I'm going Little Mermaid. <laughs> what? Okay, he Ursula would be gnarly. I'm thinking, and so I'm, would I'm so thinking, would Flotsam and Jetsam. I'm thinking that the entire movie is about a girl that tries to commit suicide, and it's her hallucination while she's under the sea. Whoa! Right? That's fucked. Right? That's weird. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> How fucked would that be, though? It would be fucked. And her hallucinations of all her fish friends she sees on the way down. Okay, to her so staff. you don't like, actually mean. So, like, I thought you meant like a genuine, like a genuine re, like yeah. like a like a remake. It would be. I you mean, could totally do that. That's a that's a reimagining. Well, sure. I, I thought you meant like a. Re- sure. I thought you like. I thought like, you what meant Disney a property do you want to see David Cronenbergized? Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm gonna stick with Alice in Wonderland. That's fine. That's fine. Because there's a lot of trippy shit in there. Sure. Tim Burton didn't really do that good of a job on it though. Uh, I like Tim Burton a lot. Tim Burton's like Alice actually, in Wonderland and his Charlie and Chocolate Factory though. They were just too Tim Burton for me. Like, oh, that was oh, that was dude. Tim Burton dipping into his own well a bit too much. Nah, dude. And nah, yeah, nah, dude. Yeah. I liked I liked uh, Willy Wonka. I or Charlie it. and the Chocolate I did, Factory. I did not. I liked it a lot. I did not at all. Did, when's the last time you watched it? 
I don't know. I've seen it a couple times though. Really? I just didn't like it. Yeah. Give it another shot. Give it another shot. You gotta like. Alice in you... Wonderland was better than Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I I'll disagree. I disagree. Well, I actually like Charlie. You and probably Chocolate like Amber Heard too. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> ever since I've seen the ever since I saw the ward, I just can't. There was a yeah, short there was a yeah. short period of time where I was like, ooh, Amber Heard, she's she's saucy. And then I saw the ward and I was like, ooh, Amber Heard, she probably shits in people's beds. <laughs> <laughs> because in that movie, she shit the bed. Oh my god. All right. And, that's uh, and unfortunately, as a byproduct, so did John Carpenter. So Yeah, well. No, Carpenter did Carpenter didn't care though. That's a thing. That's about as much care as we're gonna get out of John Carpenter in his older years. I'll take it. I give him a pass. I'll take it. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was probably too caught up in like playing PS a video game <laughs> yeah. at the time. <laughs> PS3, whatever it was. Um, all right, cool. Uh end of the episode, James. Yeah, man. I think we've done it. Yep, that's we it. We made it. We've done it. Congratulations. Hey. Sir. Well done. Well done to you, well, man. Well done to you. <laughs> Are we actually um, gonna get this? Hey, we got twenty minutes before midnight. Are we gonna get it on a Monday? I don't know. We'll Maybe. see. We'll see. All right. Uh so anyway, right. that's it for this week. If you want to find us before next week, you can find us on all social media at uh the Buzzed Kill Podcast. That includes Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> I did it wrong. I don't care. Go ahead. You can also find us on Twitter uh, at the Buzzkill Podcast or Buzzkill PC. Um, uh, oh, we're on all major streaming too. services. Clearly, if you're listening this far, you found us. Please tell a friend. Uh, it's the best way to get our show out there to the masses. Uh, tell your tell your aunt Veronica. Tell your great aunt Mona. Ooh, she sounds sexy. Yeah, she's a bitch dude. Oh well, you know what though? Sometimes if you're a complete bitch people listen to you yeah so tell her about us anyway <laughs> well yeah scream us if you're going to a mountain this week scream us from a mountaintop <laughs> if somebody if somebody <laughs> sends us a video of them screaming the buzzed kill podcast from a from a mountaintop yeah i will send Free them membership for life i will send them we will we will get a special made t-shirt and we will or, and we will send it to them oh we will yes what if it's just one of my old T-shirts? That that <laughs> might be a possibility. <laughs> or, I'll right, make, or I'll make you a wallet or something, and I'll oh, send it to you, as long as you're not a vegan. All right, guys. In which case, you can fuck off. All right, so we'll see you next week. For some more spooktacular fun. Yep, that's definitely the that's... way we're going to sign off this week. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Ah, have a good night. Thank you.